The Ordinary Discussion Podcast. So a disciple is someone who follows Jesus by obeying his teachings and his lifestyle. So can you be a disciple that does not make disciples? Yeah, but you're probably not a very good one. (laughs) I mean, that's why it's hard for people to hear this. Because if we obey his teachings and we follow his lifestyle, I think it's impossible not to have a trail of disciples behind us. Like literally impossible. All right. Welcome, Ordinary Discussion listeners. How are you guys doing? Thanks again for tuning in and uh, being part of our podcast. Uh, Today we have... Uh, we just have a couple more sessions with Emily, uh, but we have Emily, our regular guest with us. Emily, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm actually surprisingly um, kind of sad that these are the last two. I thought I would be more excited. Oh, well, you don't know it, but you're going to be on in the future. <laughs> you're not, a, this is not your, your like release from the cage. You're, <laughs> great, great. You still got to come back. Emily, what are we talking about today? We are talking about making disciples. Look, I, I wore my oh, your disciple shirt. disciple shirt just for the occasion. You sure did. I like it. I like it. We need to see if the women want this version as well. Maybe yeah. you can comment below if you're a woman and you want ordinary women to make this shirt. Yes. Guys, let us know. Comments, questions. The more you guys comment, the more you question, the more that we can be engaged in this discussion, ordinary discussions. Imagine that. So make sure you do that. So we're uh, principle seven of disciple, of being a disciple, and that is make disciples. So this is a challenging one. I don't know. I think we'll get into it and you'll see it's not as challenging as you think. It's probably not, actually. All right. Well, there you go. There's your tease. Make sure you guys listen to this uh, this episode. Hey, as always, thank you so much for um, being part of the podcast, listening. It means a ton. It always, Emily and I love to go and see how many people have viewed and or listened on the podcast platforms. It's, it's uh, very encouraging to see that you guys are engaging with us. But as always, we would love for you to like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff, get the word out. And uh, leave comments, as I mentioned before, because we would love to hear um, what you're thinking or any questions that you may have. Also, as you see, Emily has some swag on. I've got some swag on. I've got a swag hat on. So if you guys like any of this, go to theordinarymen.com and go to our online store and buy buy some t-shirts, hats. All the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds go back to support the ministry. So uh, anything that you guys purchase will will be uh, not only something cool to wear, but you'll be helping the ministry in the process. So go uh, go check that out. And soon we'll have ordinary, let's just go ahead and say it because maybe by the time that people yeah. listen to this, uh, theordinarywomen.com and we'll have a store there as well. So uh, yeah, love to uh, love to see you guys wearing some swag. Maybe take a picture and post it on our social for us. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll be right back with you. Let's do this. Ordinary Discussions podcast, principle number seven, make disciples. What's up, Emily? Hey, we have made it. We're so close. I cannot believe it. Yeah, the finish line. Although I, it's not really a finish. I, I, I keep reminding you that there's no finish line for me. I still got to do another <laughs> one in two weeks. <laughs> so what's going on in your life, Emily? What's new? Today's the first day of school. So. Oh, yeah, I'm back to a quiet house, which I really enjoy. I'm so glad. <laughs> Ella's gone. Weston's back at college. I love a routine, and that's 
that's where we're back. We're back to like settling back into routine. That's cool. So fresh starts, new rhythms, um, time to make some new habits and, you know, get back to the, get back to the real world. Yeah. The real world. (laughs) You weren't there before. Summer's just like fake stuff, you know? No, it is good. I, I'm always sad to see the kids go back. Um, of course, Caden goes back tomorrow. Uh, started yeah. football a couple of weeks ago, so we've seen a lot less of him. Uh, but it's also cool to see him grow up and mature, you know, the kids. And um, I, I, there's seasons for everything, right? Yeah. I mean, Ella drove today, right? So I'm done. I'm done with, like, wow. my mom, sh- like, my um, chauffeuring duties. They're over. <laughs> Which I think sometimes we, we kid ourselves and we're like, oh, it's, I think more moms than dad, but, uh, cause I hear it from my wife. So maybe I can't say this for every mother, but I think it's probably reigns true that a lot of moms, when the kids need them less, they feel less important. Uh, it's like, man, I'm not driving them anymore. They don't need me to yeah. do this. But I, I really, I believe with all my heart, like as our kids mature, they need us even more. They just need us in different ways. It's like yeah. much more important things. They don't need us to drive us to school. They need to talk to us about X, Y, Z issue that's in their life. So, right. um, I think that's fun. I, I, I feel like that I'm a better father in that way than doing the little mundane things, which I get frustrated with, but yeah, I think it's, you have to be more intentional though, in this stage, because those car rides, I mean, they are golden for finding out information you just like kids, I feel like open up in the car. So not being in the car with her or Weston as much, um, is, you know, it's, it's now it's making that intentional time to sit down and have the conversations and find a different outlet, something that makes them feel comfortable enough to speak. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, what we're talking about is pretty much discipling our our children. Yeah, (laughs) You know, it's not just raising our kids, but it's discipling them. It's being engaged. It's having those conversations. Uh, this is this is not what our topic is about today, but um, <laughs> I think that's why it's so important. We try really hard to have family dinners anytime we can. Mm-hmm. Now it used to be, you know, five nights a week. Now you know it may only be two or three, but we we still really try hard, and I feel like that's where a lot of our good discussion comes from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really important if you can do that to do it um, because it does it does bring up questions or, or just comments that bring about a question that you would never know otherwise, you know? For sure. So anyhow. We also, we also keep a family, uh, text thread, a little fam chat, we call it. And you know, it's nice to stay in touch that way with pictures and text throughout the day. I want to do a fam chat. I'm going to start doing (laughs) that. You guys don't have one? Well, realize, and if Caden's listening, I don't mind that he listens, uh, that he hears this, but realize I have a son that I could write five paragraphs to him and he would say, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I think as he matures as a young man, it will be more fun. But right now it's, uh, da, 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 da. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, my daughter, on the other hand, uh, we could chat all day. So yeah, difference between boys and girls. Oh, for sure. Which is, I don't know. I actually have the opposite in my house. I feel like Weston is the, the, the one who will send me paragraphs and Ella's Ella shorter. <laughs> well, I guess it just depends on how they're wired. <laughs> well, cool. Let's dive into, um, maybe we should do a podcast on raising kids. We should probably do a series on raising kids. Bring some, bring some professionals in. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear all my, what, what, what I do. Um, but, but, uh, but I think Emily and Chad are great at it. I think, um, 
I, you know, no false humility. I, I think we're pretty good at it, Jess and I. Um, but I, I think we should bring some experts in to talk through some of that stuff. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. So maybe that's a future podcast idea. <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. And good. I still think we need to have a, a marriage, a little marriage podcast with our spouses. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, uh, making disciples. <laughs> um, what do you think about our topic today, Emily? Oh, I think it's, it's, um, what did you say where the rubber meets the road? Like, this is it. Every it's like, it's the big race, right? Like, so you've been training for it and everything has been leading up to this moment. Yep. And here we are like, yep. now it's time to put everything you've learned into action. Yeah. To lace up the sneakers and get out on the course. Yeah. I mean, really the study is all about pointing the study, meaning ordinary men, ordinary women, the study guide that looks like this, this is the leader's guide. The study guide's black and yours are pink and blue, right? And well, mm -hmm. they're behind us. There they are. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, our, our study points men and women on this journey of discovering discipleship and multiplication of the kingdom you know, in their own personal lives, not just trying to support someone else's ministry and doing it, but having their own personal ministry of disciples making disciples. So really this is where the rubber meets the road. This is uh, from the start of saying, hey, you're an ordinary person. What does that mean? It means you can be used by God. He probably wants to use you. Not probably. He w does want to use you. It means you have to put your excuses aside and, and find yeah. out that, you know, you're relying on the Lord, but not your own ability. You have to understand what the blood has done for you. You have to understand what the cross has done for you. You have to understand what an intentional relationship is and what multiplication means within the kingdom, what the Holy Spirit does for us. So if you look at it, the study brings us to this point of discipleship and the seven principles. And then the, the cumulative of it all is go make disciples. So it is where the rubber meets the road. I, I love this session. I feel like at times it, it, it is, um, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow for some people, which always right. surprised me. Uh, early on, but uh, we can talk about that a little more in this, in this, uh, in this podcast. So anyhow. So um, what you said about it being hard for some people, I've heard that. And so I have a question and that is, can you be a disciple that doesn't make disciples? Can you be a disciple of Jesus and not make any disciples? Is it possible? Yeah. But you can also be a runner that jogs once a once a year uh, on a turkey trot. <laughs> Does that make you a runner? <laughs> uh, Do you know what I mean? I like mean, it, it it probably makes you the the doesn't make you a good runner. <laughs> the absolute lowest form of that thing. Is that mm -hmm. like like I I talk to some people that are like oh I love to fish I, I love to I fly fish I find out they like fly fish once a year and I'm like okay yeah I get it you're a fisherman but like. There's other fishermen I know that I was hung out with yesterday that he's a guide. And I mean, he guides seven days a week for like six months out of the year. I mean, that's a fisherman, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's different levels. So I think a disciple, well, I don't think, a disciple is a follower of Jesus, right? So we, we have mm -hmm. the, um, what, is the, what is the definition we have for disciple? I think the one we came up with, discipleship is a, a, an intentional pursuit of disciple making by modeling and teaching the ways of Christ, pointing disciples to take ownership of their faith so they can in turn disciple others. Well, that's yeah. discipleship. That's discipleship. Yeah. Which is great because that's our next step. That's, that's what we want everyone to do. And that's what Jesus <clears throat> calls us to do. 
someone who follows Jesus by obeying his teaching and lifestyle. That's it. Yeah. So a disciple is someone who follows Jesus by obeying his teachings and his lifestyle. So can you be a disciple that does not make disciples? Yeah, but you're probably not a very good one. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's hard for people to hear this. Because if we obey his teachings and we follow his lifestyle, I think it's impossible not to have a trail of disciples behind us. Like literally impossible. Right. Like for yeah. example, let's go through the last six principles. Okay, so if we if we all agree that these are the six principles of discipleship, um, do you have those in front of you, Emily? I know I'm putting you on the spot Except here. Accept him is number one. Okay, do you have them? You, I'm, I'm trying to find them. My memory what is. What do you want me to do with them? No, just 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 name them off. Oh, accept him, know him, obey him, share him. No, make sacrifices, then share him. Um, love him and make disciples. Yep. Love him and love others and make disciples. So my question is those, those six principles before make disciples, right? I just want to, I want to get them in front of me, um, which I don't have. I'm I'm doing a bad job being prepared guys. I'm sorry, listeners, but anyhow, the six, the six that she just mentioned off, accept him. So accepting him as your Lord and savior, uh, knowing him, obeying him, making sacrifices, sharing him, loving others. And if you don't, if you want to hear more about those, you can go back and listen to those podcasts. But I would argue adamantly that if you do those six things, that it is impossible not to make disciples. Correct. Like you, I would agree with you. Yeah, it's not even about like, hey, I'm going to set out to make disciples. I'm, no, I'm going to set out to do the principles of following Jesus and the result will be making disciples. Mm-hmm. But I also think that if you don't do all of them, you do some of them. I accept him. I know him. But you're not loving others. You're not sharing him. Maybe you're not even making sacrifices. You're still making disciples, but you're making disciples of Emily or Jeremy, you're not making disciples of Christ, right? You're teaching people to follow you because everybody is setting an example for someone. We set an example for our kids. We just talked about our kids. Like you are setting an example for someone to follow, but are you setting an example for someone to follow that points them to Christ or that points them to you? And that's the difference, I think. And following every single one of those principles, it is a natural result that leads people to Christ, points people to him. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, well, I believe so. And I, I also believe that you can do all those and by default never even have the mindset that I'm going to make disciples and you will make disciples. However, mm-hmm. if we can then add the seventh <laughs> one, which is I'm called to make disciples to those other six, now we have a framework around what we're not only all those things we're doing them, right? Because out of love for Christ, we're doing them. But now we're also doing them because we're on mission. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. on mission and we want to see other people do them. Right, we want to we want to uh, train up and and model this so that other people will come behind us and and, and follow our uh, imitate what we're doing, so that then they can do that with other people. It's Jesus's model. It's Jesus's model for 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 growth. You know, we can talk until we're blue in our face, but I think we should look at. You, do you have something before we jump into scripture here, Emily? Um, I thought you were about to say something. I I was, and now I. I don't know what it was because you, you said that. I interrupted. Great. I'm good at that. 
Uh, well, let's just look at some scripture. If that comes back, just just jump in, Ems, uh, okay. at any time. So uh, let's just look at some scripture around what Jesus says about disciples. Like, uh, does he call us to make disciples, <clears throat> right? So I'll start with Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Um, I added one. I don't know if you saw that, but Acts 1, 8. Um, okay. You can do you that one. Acts yeah. one next? Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll do Philippians, and then you do Matthew, and then I'll do Luke. Cool. Okay. Okay. So I'll start with Matthew 28, 19 through 20. You guys have heard this great commission. Uh, you're probably tired of hearing it out of my mouth, but Jesus says, I feel like, can I just say something? If yeah. you go all the way through ordinary men and ordinary women, and you do not have this verse memorized, like it is literally in almost every session. It is. It should be committed to memory by every single person in the organization. Well, I should just ask you to do it by memory, but I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I called her out. I called her out. Listen, I'm not good at memorization. I could probably do it, but I'm not even going to try because that would be really embarrassing. So I'm going to read it. <laughs> like on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you made me nervous for a minute. Okay. Uh, these are Jesus's words right before he ascends to heaven. The last thing he says to, to his disciples, he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. So let's just go back. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. So pretty, <laughs> pretty clear. clear, pretty clear. Go ahead. Do you want me to read Acts 1, 8? Sure says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So in order to be a witness, you have to have seen it. So what I think is interesting about Acts is he says this in the Great Commission and then the very first chapter, eight verses in, he repeats it again in Acts, which is mm -hmm. the very next book of the Bible, more, more or less. I mean, mm -hmm. right. I mean, it's not after Matthew, but <laughs> chronologically, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. It's right after the Gospels. So right after he gives a great commission, he then, in Acts 1-8, reiterates it, eight, eight verses into the first chapter. Then we look at Philippians 3-17, where Philippians was written by Paul. So these, the last two were, were the call, you know, obviously Matthew is Jesus. This is Paul. So when we look at Paul's life, what are we looking at? Are we seeing somebody that was idle? Somebody that just um, had a bunch of uh, of understanding of the Word of God and 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 consumed. He was, was he a consumer? Was he a consumer Christian, or, or was he out like making disciples? Right, I would say he was yeah. out making disciples. So in verse seventeen, he said three seventeen of Philippians. He says, "Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you." So what Paul is saying is, "Hey, follow me." Like, do what I did, right? So I think he would, if he was here today, he'd say, yeah, you should be making disciples, <laughs> right? Follow me. Um, all right, you're up, Matthew 4, 19 through Matthew 20. Matthew 4, 19 through 20 says, this is Jesus speaking uh, <clears throat> as he's calling uh, Simon, Peter, and Andrew. And he says, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Yeah. So what was it he said he would make them? Fishers of men. Fishers of men. Like he's pretty clear. Mm -hmm. He didn't just say, "Hey, come follow me," and I'm going to teach you a lot of stuff. He said he he went straight to the point. I'm going to come follow right. me because there's a lot of things in between this because, but because I'm going to make you fishers of men. Well, what is a fisher of man? I think it's a disciple making disciples, right? It's and mm -hmm. and, and some people are like, 
I'm sure the thought, because I've heard it expressed, is, well, that sounds like a holy huddle. You're just out, like, making disciples. No, making disciples means you're also bringing the lost in, too. Yeah, it's awakening the found and reaching the lost. That's what discipleship, that's what we, that's what we mean by disciples making disciples. Luke, Luke 640. So Jesus says um, in verse 40, a student is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Right? Mm-hmm. So we are fully trained, what, in the ways of the Lord, in the ways of the word of God. And who is our teacher? Jesus. So if we're fully trained, then we should be like Jesus. And Jesus was all about making disciples. I mean, all about it. Uh, that, that was his plan for eternity. That was his, he was going to come, he was going to invest in 12, and those 12 would spread the word of God throughout the world, right? And it, it's, it's happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should be like our teacher when we're fully trained up. And I think being fully trained, obviously, is not waiting until you're fully trained, um, but it's taking steps daily to train yourself. And, and, and let's just say practically in the six principles that we just talked about. And so, um, yeah, I think the Bible is pretty clear that as disciples, we are to make disciples. Absolutely. And what you said <clears throat> too about Jesus, um, I just, we've been reading through John, right. And that in our Bible study that I've been talked about before, I think, but he, it just amazes me that everything he said to his disciples always came back to the mission. He was so mission-minded and so it was everything that he said and everything he taught them, he just pointed them right back to the plan and what he was there to do, right? And I am here to make disciples. And this is what you're going to do. And you're going to make disciples. And this is what we're doing. Like, this is the plan, guys. Like, getting everybody on board. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's like. It's like, okay, you know what to do. Let's do it. Yeah, and let, and let me say, I mean, it almost sounds like we're, like, trying to twist people's arms. Like, please go make disciples. Uh <laughs> It is the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I mean, there's times it's frustrating. What have you ever done that doesn't have frustration with it? Anything you do that you love still has frustration with it. Um, but man, it, it brings so much joy to me, that whole process of seeing someone um, mature in their faith and then bring somebody else into the faith and then disciple them. And I mean, I'm seeing it firsthand in a group of friends that I'm with and like, mm-hmm. it is such a joy. So this isn't like something that we're like, please. No, it's like, no, guys, do it because you'll have a fullness of life and a fullness of faith. Like it will, it will do something in your faith that, that brings it full circle. And, uh, and so I, I just, for me, it's, it's not something I'm begging people to do. It's something I want them to do because it's so fun. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I think we talked about it when we did the podcast on make sacrifices, but you know, when you are discipling, of course, you're sacrificing your time and your space and your heart and everything else, but it's so rewarding. It's like anything else that requires sacrifice in life. Um, being able to see people's relationships in Christ grow and then watching them carry on discipleship is gosh, it's like next level. I love it. (laughs) So I want to go back to that. The, the, the piece within the the definition of disciple, mm-hmm. which is disciple is someone who follows Jesus by being his teachings. I think we do that. I hope as believers, it seems like growing up, it seemed like that the church always did a good job of trying to obey his teachings and his lifestyle though, is the part that, that I want to talk about today. So it's by you follow Jesus by obeying his teachings and his lifestyle. And sometimes I think we've forgotten about this lifestyle piece. Um, Kevin Daly, which was on the podcast before, he's been a leader 
is a leader in, in Colorado. He's really big. And every time we talk, he wants to talk about the lifestyle of Jesus because he thinks it's something that's been forgotten. Like we need mm-hmm. to teach the lifestyle of Jesus, not just his, not just obeying the commandments. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Um, and so I think as, as disciples, we have to follow what Jesus did. Right. And so I, I could try to say it over and over again, but I'm just going to read an excerpt from, uh, Francis Chan. I think this is from his multiply book. Uh, I could confirm that, but, um, I'll just read this real quick. And, and I think it says it really well. Francis says, uh, why is it that so little disciple making is happening in the church today? And, and that is a fact. This is not Francis words. My, it, there's very little of it happening in the church today. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about it, but there's very little of it happening. That's why ordinary men, ordinary women, that's, that's our burning desires that we can help change the culture within the Christian community and within churches and, and help pastors in this pursuit of making disciples. Cause I think it makes the church stronger. It makes the job of the pastor easier. Um, but that's, that's our heart. So he says, why is it so little disciple making is happening in the church today? Do we really think that what Jesus commanded to the first disciples is somehow different than what he wants from us today? Instead, we've created a culture, a church culture where we think showing up and giving our time volunteering, volunteering or dropping some money in the offering is being a follower of Jesus. This is so far from what Jesus modeled and taught. Thus, the act of making disciples has become a forum thought and or action. Yet somehow, many have come to believe that a person can be a Christian without being like Christ, a follower who doesn't follow. How does that make any sense? Many people in the church have decided that, that to take the name of Jesus and nothing else. This would be like Jesus walking up to those first disciples and saying, Hey guys, would uh, you mind identifying yourself with me in some way? <laughs> don't worry. I don't actually care if you do anything or do, or, or, uh, do anything. I do, or change your lifestyle at all. I'm just looking for people who are willing to say they believe in me and call themselves Christians. When we read that, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like when we hear, when we look at the words of Jesus and the word of God, and then we, we, we put this next to it, we're like, that is so contrary to how Jesus acted. But yet I think somehow we do live that way as believers sometimes. He, we just, hey, just make sure you say Jesus' name every once in a while and say that you're a believer, but don't don't really have to do anything else with it, right? A hundred percent. I also think, like, when I think about when I, the first time I read that quote, I think it automatically makes me think about marriage. And, you know, the Bible calls us as Christians the bride of Christ. So when you get married and you decide that you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person. You take on their name. You, um, you commit to not being with any other people. (laughs) Like that's a huge part of it. You spend time with them. You communicate with them. You're with them all the time, but you don't just keep living like a single person. If I married Chad and I was like, I'm going to take the the last name Webb, but I'm going to keep living with my parents or, you know, I'm going to keep dating other people like that's not okay. And that's exactly what it's like. You can't call yourself a Christian and then just decide not to live the lifestyle that Jesus lived and follow everything that he did. It's, you can't be a follower. Yeah. Who doesn't follow. Yeah. That's high challenge, uh, but it's truth. You know, the other thing that, that I want to point out, um, and by the way, I just want to, you know, if, if you've been through the study, you know that part of the study I write that that was me at one time. I, I was the guy showing up and just giving offering and volunteering. Like, so this is not, this is not like I haven't struggled with these same areas. Um, 
but but I also know that my 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 walk with Christ before I started making the decisions I make now versus when I was just a consumer uh, is so much better. It is so mm-hmm. much more rich. Um, and so uh, I would just say that. So it's not like I I've had it all together. I don't have it all together now, but I certainly didn't have it all together then. I, I was one of those people. And so, uh, but it's easy to change. It's, I mean, it's as simple as yeah. going through this process and putting into practice what, what, we, what we talk about and learn. But I also want to challenge a notion that I always had growing up, and I probably had it up until recently, just because it's what the church does. Um, and that is we gauge uh, Christian maturity, uh, if that's even a term, uh, but probably is, but, but maturity in our faith by how much we know. Uh, it seemed like every church I went to, it was like, Oh, this person teaches this class, man. They know theology, they know Greek, they know blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're such a mature believer. And and it was like we put everybody on a pedestal based on what they know. And I would I would say I don't I don't I don't buy that at all anymore. In fact, I don't gauge the maturity of someone in their faith by how much they know. I I gauge it now by how much they're doing with what they know, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. man, if they know just a little bit, but they're out doing something with that little bit, they're more mature than the guy that knows everything that's done, that's doing nothing. Because I think part of maturing in our faith is following Jesus. It is actually emulating his lifestyle. And so we could get it all right on one side and miss it on the other in a big way. And so uh, I, I just want to say that because there's probably some people listening that that feel like they don't have it all together or they're not mature enough or enough knowledge to go out and disciple others. But I think that is completely wrong. I think you could accept Christ today and tomorrow be <laughs> influencing the world for him with, with what knowledge you know. All, all it is is the name of Jesus. I mean, not all, but all you have to know is the name of Jesus. Like you, mm-hmm. you go profess the name of Jesus over a situation, things change. Like You don't have to. It's, 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 it's the name of Jesus. <clears throat> it's not our knowledge. That, that changes situations. So I want to get away from this notion that somehow we have to have it all together <clears throat> and all the knowledge in order to be disciple makers, because I think we can be disciple makers from day one. So, yeah. And the Holy spirit promises us, you know, that he'll give us the words to say, and he's with us and he's the one that changes hearts. So it's not, it's not, it takes the pressure off of having to know everything and say the right thing. Um, especially, you know, when you're in the moment. Yeah. Let's look at let's look at a couple more scriptures um, that I think um, really really hit home this message that we're talking about, and I'll let you read the first one, Emily, Matthew seven sixteen through twenty, mm-hmm. and then I'll read the second one, John fifteen one through eight. So Matthew seven sixteen through 20 says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. This is also Jesus speaking, red letters. Um, Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear fruit, bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Yeah, so fruit. its Fruit is, <laughs> is a sign of production, right? If you have a tree mm-hmm. in your yard that's supposed to produce apples, and in five years it hasn't produced an apple, then you probably are like, we need to get a different tree. <laughs> we need to plant a new right. tree. Because we're judging that that tree by its fruit. So it's, it's a sign of pr- productivity, right? Of... 
and by productivity, I mean advancing the kingdom in this in this example, mm-hmm. right? And so these are Jesus' words as well, John 15. And and there's a lot here to unpack, and, and we don't have time to do that. That's probably a whole other abiding, uh, maybe that's a podcast as well, abiding yeah. podcast. But uh, John 15 uh, through one through, what did I say, one through eight. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will, e- it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So how do we bear fruit? You have to be in him. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown in the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. And this is, this is a big one here, verse 8. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit. And what does that do? Showing yourself to be my disciples. So how do you show yourself to be a disciple of Jesus? You bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. And what is the fruit that he's talking about bearing? It's being a disciple that makes disciples. That's the fruit. Now, there's a lot of the fruit of the Spirit, but I'm saying that is the fruit he calls us to, is to be disciples that make disciples. And so it's a beautiful, I mean, 15, verse 15 of John is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It's, 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 it's a beautiful example of, of us being connected to the Father. Um, but I would go back to say, because we always talk about it, it's a, I think if you want to be a disciple that makes disciples, you better be intimate with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that is like it's very clear in 15 that that is the key is abiding in him. You got to be in him. Because if you're not in him, you may bear fruit, but it's not the fruit that he's calling you to bear, right? And and right. and so anyway, I I thought that was uh that verse really really hits at home. Yeah, chapter 15 is one of my favorites. We're in my Bible study, we're on chapter 14 now and I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. Well, I've got some, I've got a, well, you may have it, John Chandler, <coughs> the abiding document. I may send that to you because it's really, really good. Well, awesome. Well, guys, I don't, I don't think, I mean, we can go around and around, but I think we've, uh, we've kind of hit the, the main point here. And, and that is uh, we want to see you guys be disciples and make disciples. And, and I'm not afraid to say it. And I think Emily will agree. We want you to use ordinary men and ordinary women, the platform and the tool to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have another way of doing it, if God's put something else in your heart, awesome. Let us know. We will find a way to help you. <laughs> we will we will try to put resources in your hands. We'll we'll try to uh, connect you with people that we know that are doing similar things, so that it can fast track it. It's not about our initial our whatever in this. It, it's about advancing the kingdom. But we just believe. And Emily, would you say this? If twenty percent of people say yes to multiplying out of out of ordinary men. Guys, if it's that, I mean, it may be. I, I want it to be 80%, number one. So that's a challenge to anybody listening. There's no one listening that – I want it to be 100%. There's no one listening that, that can't do what, what we're asking them to do and, and, and utilize this tool. No, but truly, anyone can do it. <laughs> I mean, don't say you're not a leader. I have seen plenty of people lead that I never would have thought would have led, and they are incredible leaders. Yes, just when, when you cannot help, but be a disciple, when you 
go through all the steps and that, and you are close to God and he is a part of you and you are living for him, it will come out of you naturally. Mm -hmm. And we just give you an easy process to share that. Yeah. So <clears throat> if ordinary men, ordinary women are something that you um, feel called to, something you want to do, maybe you're in a group, maybe you're not, maybe discipleship is on your heart and you want to lead a group uh, in your, in your community or wherever you're at, uh, please, please reach out to us. And, uh, we'd love to help you in that process. And, uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Emily, you have any final words on making disciples before we wrap up? Yeah, but I think I'm going to save them for the next podcast. Mm. <laughs> the next one is, was what is what? Urgency. Urgency. I like this one. I like the next one. Make sure you guys listen to the next one. It's probably my, one of my, every, everyone's my favorite session. <laughs> so, well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully this uh, encourages and challenges you. Uh, hopefully, uh, don't let it discourage you. It's, it's never meant to discourage. It's just to, to you know, point, point each of us in a direction that we can have a greater impact for the kingdom of God and to reach those in, in our sphere. So uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, until next time, Emily. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> See you.